0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the breaks radio i am one of your host, ceo hayes and i am we don't have the whole team tonight it's just me and the red wine connoisseur himself marquis in the building what's going on bro
1: nothing much sir it's great to be here like always skeleton
0: crew we got some shit like it's it's the breaks teams but it's been a fucking hellacious fucking month to be honest with you the month of october yeah, has just been a bitch like yeah man, yeah, it's it's been a motherfucker um but nonetheless we're here yeah to deliver our unique brand of content
2: welcome to the breaks radio
0: and so first up we got this this little boosie little nas x thing now it's been a, a little minute since the actual tweet happened so everything's kind of calmed down my thing that i want to ask you bro is like so yeah boosie has turned into a meme he's turned into everything and i'm sure that that's gotten in his head some bro but at what point in time because While we have talked about on this podcast that nobody ever really gets canceled, especially if you don't give a fuck, the one community that you can't come too hard at is the LBGTQ community. And, and, you know, and and that's I don't say that to make it lightly because, you know, there's they are attacked very often. So, like, I think when even it's a little a little something that and this wasn't a little something, but they 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 protect their own very hard and they come down. Like, what do you what? How much longer do you think it's going to be? before somebody finally pulls the... Like, I'm surprised Twitter didn't pull down this Twitter page after that tweet went out. What about you? What do you think?
1: I think um, the problem we have is, you're right, the one community you can't mess with is the LGBTQT, and this is why Dave Chappelle is under so much fire. Now, the problem with that is, Dave Chappelle is a little bit more crafty in his responses Mm -hmm. and his delivery. It's not more insulting, or it is, if you are when you're insulted if you are a trans and it seems like a lot of his jokes are directed to that but he's basically saying we go through this shit too like little baby can shoot a nigga kill and they can get away with it but he says something gay and he's canceled yeah. you know what i mean so we'll see. i don't know i don't know what sparked this but he's a bully at this point like you you could have kept your mouth closed there's no reason unless you have insecurities yourself unless you want to become relevant or something like that mm-hmm. There was no point. We don't know what transpired prior to that, but at some point, you're a cyber bully, or and you're just a straight up bully, and you want attention or something like that. But you can't, you can't just come around like throwing shit at somebody like that. No matter what the situation is, it's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I, I, you know, I, I, in the Dave Chappelle shit, like comedians. The, the thing with me is that when you have a comedian who literally would joke about anybody, whether it's racist, black people, white people, LGBTQ, whatever, you like to me, that's just Treating like everybody else, like comedians make jokes, but I'm not going to get into that. Right, this little boozy thing, like, yeah, it's it's definitely something going on here to where he is so highly triggered by it, where he feels like when he inserts himself in the conversations, he just shut the fuck up, like literally, just shut th- Nobody was thinking about you. Asked your opinion. This shit isn't affecting you. Why the fuck are you commenting on it? Like, and it's like, yeah, you're trying to bully little Nas X, and we, if nothing else. His savvy on social media, you can't bully somebody like Lil Nas X on social media. And by that, I don't he mean because because, because he identifies as gay. I mean just because the motherfucker is as a professional troll and he's will savvy. tell you he's going to troll your ass. So, like, <laughs> you leave that you're not going to win
1: this fight. Yeah, at all. Yeah. At all. I don't. I don't know, man. I, again, it felt like he either wanted to just get attention or jump into something and just say, you know what? Oh, remember me? I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Or like you said, maybe he was triggered because. It
0: touched him in a little spot. Boosie's battling with something, and I'm going to leave that at that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave that at that. Uh, moving Boosie on. <laughs> uh, Hit Boy was asked uh, or made a comment about you know how he doesn't um, like to do things inside of a box, and he mentioned at the end of that, ask Kendrick Lamar and tag Kendrick Lamar. Now, we know that Hit Boy's worked with Kendrick Lamar in the past on Good Kid, Mad City. I'm not sure if he's worked with them on any of his other albums. I have to go back and and look, but what do you think? Hit Boy is really right now. I would say he's say maybe the best producer in hip hop right now.
1: I'm probably gonna say he's the best producer of this decade. Mm. And again, <laughs> think about this. When have you heard? When have you not heard something of his pop off? You know what I mean. Like That's everything true. he's touched so far is gold. Masterful what he did with Nas. He's done some other stuff and everything like that. But I won't say he resurrected Nas' his career but he made Nas relevant to this generation. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? No one else did this. No every Everyone's complaint about Nas was his production. He's crafty with his beats, even when he switched up his beats. He's done it with Kendrick. And if he's done something with Kendrick right now, and it's going to put him in a whole new stratosphere, he's going to be the most wanted
0: producer for the next two
1: to three years.
0: So now you said that he, he so he's, Hitboy Boy is, has more mainstream success than this producer. But for my money, right, my money, the best producer right now is Apollo Brown. And nobody's going to agree with that because people okay. don't really listen to Apollo Brown. But the albums that he did with, um, damn, who did he have a couple of albums with? I know. Um, what's her name? Um, oh, my God. It's, I'm just at a uh, loss for words right I know, now. I know. It's right there on my tongue. Um, he also he did the joint with, with Joel Ortiz, which was amazing. He did a joint with Skyzo that was amazing. Um but there's another one. There's a female rapper, you're right, that he did... Shade Noir. The album he Shay did Noor. with Shade Noir yes. was fucking yes. bananas. Um, And Apollo Brown, for me, Pound for Pound, is for my taste in music, is the best producer in hip-hop, right?
1: So, I'll say this. <clears throat> I won't say he isn't because of the diversity, right? Mm-hmm. The way all of those albums are crafted, you wouldn't know it's the same producer. You would because mm-hmm. it has that signature sound, but to mesh all those artists 100%, but he has nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you deal with somebody like Nas, that's your career on the line. You know what I mean? Like, you fuck this up, then you're, you know what I mean? Not not taken away from shit. Look, Apollo, he's, I, I get it. Sonically, yes. There's a, he has a much more well-rounded sound than Hitboy Boy does, tr- honestly. But Hitboy Boy just has bangers for days. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. So now, <laughs> speaking on that, Imagine Apollo Brown doing something with Kendrick.
0: That, you know who? honest, I would love to see Apollo Brown get in with the Griselda Boys. So I think that would be fucking bitty. Could you imagine Benny on a fucking Apollo Brown track? That shit would be bananas. I,
1: so I finally listened to um, what's his name um, West Westside on his album, mm-hmm. and I saw su- I saw what you meant. I saw what you meant. Now it's it's crazy because they have that nineties two thousand laid-back, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. almost soulful gangster. so you you can see that. Um, Griselda is a very interesting group to me. Like, you can tell they have nothing to lose. They're that that underground, they're just underground enough where they don't have to kind of cross anything, but people still respect them. Mm -hmm. Even the OGs respect them. They got Wu-Tang to sign off on them. Eminem to sign off on them, like, even though they're not working together anymore, but they got the respect. So if Apollo Brown ever did a project with them motherfuckers, that's a whole nother level See,
0: for me. And that's what the thing, like as much as Griselda has their unique sound, right. And their gritty style, the thing that has kept them from crossing over mainstream, I don't even think is them necessarily needing to make like radio tracks or anything. If we're going to make this comparison or, or even mention Wu Tang in this conversation, they don't have a RZA. They don't have somebody with the vision. Mm. Say so Griselda is great at, we're going to make great music that sounds that has a message and everything like that. But they don't have somebody who has the vision as far as how to execute it and release it like Ariza had. If and they here had, we can go. Yeah, if, if they had, mm. if they had somebody with that level of vision, and that's why, like when they when when they first got to Shady, it seemed like Shady was finally fixing their issue that they've had with artists, right? But then it it went the same way that it always went. But I thought that yeah, Eminem up, may have that vision for them that he lacked when he had Slaughterhouse, but it it ultimately didn't happen. But I really do think like if they. If Griselda got with the right person who, who had an, a plan of execution and promotion and whatever with with allowing them to still be them, man, they'd be fucking huge, bro. As far as main, they they're, huge they're huge in hip hop, but mainstream wise, they'll be big.
1: They're huge in hip hop because they remind us of what that ode to hip hop, that mm-hmm. gangster hip hop. That's why um But at the end of the day, it's all about what the audience wants, and they still are able to drop these these albums like crazy. And they do pretty good numbers, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And again, they're on other artists' right, other artists' album. You got to be popping to be on another artist's album, and people are on their shit, you know what I mean? So they're doing what they need to do to get there. It's just now it comes down to, you're right. If they had somebody who can give them the vision and say, "Here's a plan. Give me your give me five years of your life." <laughs> Let me make this shit happen. You know that'd be dope. I can see that. Yeah, I think Apollo Brown might be the person to do that too. So Apollo Brown is crazy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We 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 got to talk one day. We got to make that a topic. Dream producer, and I think we've done it a little Ooh. bit before. But I think we did more historical, like taking a a producer now who's who's now making music with an artist now and figure out like what the best combinations would
1: be. You know the crazy thing though. I, I would love that idea. <laughs>
0: Producers
1: aren't. As um out there like they were before. Yeah. Timberland, JD, Dr. Dre, like you knew they had their signature. Um, Mike Will, of course he has this, you know, Mike Will made everything like that, mm-hmm. but you knew who they were. And they came out with an album, they put things out there, but there was they were more in the light than they are now. Now they're just behind the scenes, you hear their name. Sometimes you don't even know that signature who produced that particular track. Like I don't know who who Griselda's producers are.
0: Hey, I don't I don't know. I
1: know some of the I know some of the beats are dope, but they remind me of Wu Tang shit. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and just to kind of throw that out, you know, uh, something. In th- this may be another left ball one, but I would love, and I mean, absolutely fucking love, beef with uh, non-response to to Mickey Facts alone a Royce the Five Nine album produced by J Cole. <laughs> I would fucking love that, bro. Wow. Yeah, we got to do
1: this. Yeah, we got to yeah, do it. We got to do <laughs> we it. it. We got to do it. All put right, that, put that on there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that. Uh, this was a quote in a story that I and I I had to put it on here because we don't often hear um you know we hear about imposter syndrome a lot more now it's starting to become one of those buzz terms that people now that they understand what it means that they're talking about more and more. But Jack Harlow mentioned how he has serious imposter syndrome, but specifically mentioned it and related it back to how why he in his music he doesn't call himself or talk about him being a white rapper. And this put me in two different mindsets in, in hearing and reading him saying that of it 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 brought my respect for him higher a little bit, but it also made me think back to, I wonder if Logic didn't focus so much on being the biracial rapper and including that in his music so much, how much more of an appreciation I would have for Logic. Because, yeah, I understand in the first album, maybe even some part of the second album, but Logic's whole career became about the plight of the biracial birac- rapper. Um, So hearing Jack Harlow mention how specifically he does not, and I don't think I've even said it, maybe it was the last one, like I didn't. I've never seen Jack Harlow as a student of the game of hip hop, and I still don't necessarily do from this from this quote. But it makes me think maybe more of that is there in him than what I thought, because that shows a level of intelligence and self reflection that a lot of people don't show to just be able to say, "Hey, this is why I don't mention my, me being a, me being a white rapper." What do you think about it, Marquis?
1: I think that's a very interesting um, statement to make <clears throat> when it comes to imposter syndrome, and I know a lot of people are becoming a lot more familiar, and it's it's interesting when it it recently came up as a topic, and most women suffered from imposter syndrome because they felt they didn't belong in that position because it was dominated by men, and like hip-hop is dominated by blacks, so for him to come out and say, I suffer from this, and this is why I don't want you to focus on me being a white rapper, I want to be respected, I do respect the game, but he he told you on, on, on the shop, who was his kind of mentors, or he listened to, you know, because his mom was playing Eminem in the car. Like, this is you know, don't don't repeat the words, but this is what it is. So he is a student of the student of the game, and the person he looked up to was a student of the game, and this is why we respect Eminem. And going back to being a white rapper, Eminem never focused on that. He told you, yeah, I'm a white rapper, but get over it. Yeah. I'm nice too at the same time. Um, so I do respect that, and we don't hear. Um, people speak on those psychological issues, I and mean, it goes back to what I what, what I told you before: how we don't even address our psychological issues, especially when it comes to artists and hip hop and misogyny, and, and the way we speak on, um, you know, just um, homosexuality or, or you know, being uh, afraid of homosexuals or homophobia. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't even address those issues because we're not used to it. But when it comes to mental illness and medication and stuff like that, but when you have a white rapper who basically, like you said, reflects on I don't belong. I don't want to. I don't want to be identified as this. And it's I, I, maybe I don't even belong here. But this is what it is. That's powerful. Yeah. I hope other people, other artists, actually sit back and like I can be vulnerable, sort of like Kevin Love and Demar Derozan. Like I do have issues I suffer from. Don't judge me. You know what I mean. Like I can come out and do what I got to do. You know. So that's how I feel about that. But and there's a lot of other points you 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 bring up. But I love to hear more from you. <laughs>
0: I mean, no. I, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's refreshing, right? It's always, and I, I don't mean to to jump on like stereotype, but it's, it's refreshing when you have a white person who acknowledges their privilege, like Jack Harlow. That was huge. He, yeah, he knows that just by being a white person in the biggest genre that is hip hop right now, he's going to have a certain in fan base that comes in that black rappers don't have, and this is our art, right? And so, like I said, it brings me so much so much more respect to him um and i think also jack harlow has a level of artistry there that i don't know if he tapped into on that first album and i really think like an introspective jack harlow album and still keep his flow and whatever that's something that i would i would love to hear
1: so two things um dj drama brought him out right mm-hmm. and he said it was really hard for him to get signed because he was a white artist that's yeah. one two um an introspective Here's my problem. And he said it on the shop. He's only, he's doing more punch rap than anything else. And he said, the reason he does that, cause he can change his flow up and he's down in Atlanta, you know, spitting like them. And he said, but when I need to get introspective, that's when I start writing. But he sounds like he wants to do more records for the people than he does to give you more of him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that second album is going to sound like that. Unfortunately, I agree with you. And this is when I remember we, we discussed this before, I didn't know who he was, but when I heard him like, yo, his first attempt is a pretty good album I hope he goes beyond this i hope we hear more of him versus what he's giving us what he thinks we want i think he should give us what he what we need but if he gives us that punch wrap again because he has the potential to be a lyricist he mm. has the potential to have that that delivery that introspective like he, he's an intelligent an intelligent dude and he respects he has flow he has delivery but if he continues to go down i'm going to give you these pop joints he's going to be a meek mill
0: mm. Mm. okay that's fair that's that's super on point when you really stop and think about it because yeah i feel i feel where you are coming from with that like especially the meek mill thing um and wale to a degree too right wale had to get back to being wale like and wale even admitted it like when he signed to mmg like it was like yeah he changed his style up because he felt like he had to he had a, he had a bigger bass but now you see wale is like delivering music and at this point and it's without fanfare too he he it, Wale drops music and is like, this is what I have to give you guys. And goes the fuck about And it's always,
1: music. but see, now it's always that R&B song that mixed and mesh with yeah. the hook and everything. I heard his last album. I'm like, I got the same Wale. I got the last time. And I got the last time. And you know, he's an intelligent dude. We, we, the, I, that, that concept that you have for the album about nothing, the whole Seinfeld concept, it could have <laughs> been dope.
0: phenomenal, bro.
1: It could have, like, that whole, he just shows you his intelligent. His intelligence like the path he was going it could have been dope it's just he said you know what? i gotta give you records for you because i gotta make you dance now and there's some of his eps you can hear it the pain in some of his eps then he just goes right back to that direction like come on bro you got so much potential so much style like you can do so much more than this attention
0: man. deficit is a underrated near classic to me and the fact I that, agree with that the fact that we got that and haven't got that same wale since i mean and people have to make the music that they want to make right i i I don't want to project my wants for artists on their music but at the end of the day like listening because i didn't know who the fuck wale was when i listened to attention deficit at all like hadn't heard heard Mm -hmm. about him nothing at all and dc is one of my favorite cities i haven't hadn't heard about wale and somebody was listening to it and suggested it to me and i remember listening to this album and uh Attention Deficit dropped 2009. Is that right? Somewhere like, around there, yeah. I would have been 22 when that album dropped. And I remember listening to that album. It was the only thing that played in my car for probably three weeks, bro, because that album was fucking phenomenal.
1: And how I heard about him, he somehow was the performer at, I think, one of the awards shows. I think it was the Oscars or something. or One of those, not an Oscar, one of the Grammys or something like that. He was the the artist that performed that was basically his band or whatever it was, mm. he was the 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 artist that was performing throughout the show. Not like on stage, but intermission and everything. Yeah. I gotta look this up. But that's how I found out, like who the fuck is this? Like this dude, he was he was clever too. He was saying a little sarcastic shit, almost like Chris Rock would say. But he was spitting too. I was like, Yo, who is this? So then that's when I found attention deficit. I was like, yo, this nigga is nice. And like you said, we heard that sense. So not to jump off that, I do want to bring something back up with John with John um with Jack Harlow. He says something about um I think you you put it in there like him going to the UK. Yeah. And the diversity that he sees here and versus there. Like it's more accepted over there to be, you know, more mainstream or, or excuse me to be in interracial relationships versus over here where we're more segregated. And that comes down to us too. First off, the UK blacks first they're they're not they're more a lineage of African or Island and they don't identify with black. They look down at us, but they do adopt our hip hop. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's one area of it here. We're just fucking racist. I mean, they're racist too. We were just a lot more Trump about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get what he's saying, but there's a different type of black folk over there than it is here. Cause they look down at us.
0: Very much different. Yeah. They're very much um you know i i lived overseas for about a little bit under half my life now that i'm getting old as shit but uh that was where i did most of my growing up um so yeah it is it is very different um but i think the thing that we need to also have a conversation on because one thing he did say in that is how hip-hop isn't as popular in the uk and and that's pretty much true but we need to talk about how much how many of our artists nowadays still from uk hip-hop and people don't know it because they don't listen to it because there's a lot of that shit
1: yeah i can name a few band or groups that they took their music from um portis house portis head excuse me and a few other bands yeah i know a lot of our shit came from over there but a lot of their shit (laughs) they got from us too it's so so.
0: it's so and it's weird right because like you can see where they took of course things from us or from rappers here they they put their own thing and it's it's like one of those things that, that everything comes back around. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful dog, beautiful dog. Thank you, sir. Aussie. Yeah. Oh, um, Me, Kobe. <laughs> but uh, Blue yeah, it's, and and that's music in general, right? That's not exclusive to hip hop. That's just, that's music mm-hmm. as a whole in general. And so, like, I think we talked about it one time doing like the hip hop family tree thing, and like we we really mm-hmm. need to do that because. I think a lot of the influences or or artists now have influences that people would have never really considered. And we, like I said, you you can break down all of the late 90s, early 2000s, all back to Cool G rap. And motherfuckers don't know who the fuck Mm -hmm. Cool G rap is. Word. Word. That's true.
1: And Nas will tell you that he was one of his big bros that inspired him. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got to ask you this before we move into the next topic. Just go ahead. Ahead. I'm just going to throw this to you because I know you're huge fans of both of these cats. In a battle rap, Eminem, KRS won five rounds because I don't think three is enough for these cats. Five rounds. Who you got?
1: You know what? I would say KRS by one only because KRS does a really good job of dissecting and paying attention to where he is in the battle. I think Eminem would focus more on I'm going to destroy you. And KRS One would would change up in the middle of everything and outsmart him with one last verse. That's mm-hmm. it. But it would be right there, and I watched him do it. And, and that that um that battle in long verses, he did it. That he knew that. Yeah, I got the hits, and Kane changed the the, the, the format. Now Kane is spitting some shit for new, for the new genre mm-hmm. with our production and spitting rapid fire, and he dissected it. He pulled himself back, and then he gave us a freestyle that kind of changed it all. It all focused on him again. It was it was masterful. I know this because I know both their careers. I know exactly the trajectory they were on. I know where they stand in hip-hop. And I know who in, in whose mind, back then, Big Daddy Kane was the hot shit because he had the flow. He was the sexy. He had the girl's attention. Karis wouldn't have any women following, let's be real. Like, that <laughs> wasn't happening. So he had the women's attention. And men are always going to go towards what women like. But... The true hip hop fan, the person who dissects everything, KRS-One was more well-rounded. So, and he just knows it. Like he, uh, when he dissed Chan again, and I told you, he called that song <laughs> "Still Hugging a Nigga's Nuts." Like y- y- your Nas backwards. Like yo, he just he just comes up with shit because that's oh, that's his DNA. I guarantee you, he does he does nothing more but rap. He can be broke and just rap. That's it. That's all he does, and that's his full-time job: teaching, rapping, battling whatever anything in, in in hip-hop that's what he does and that's why i think eminem is a student of the game krs is the teacher
0: all right there you go i i, I like what i like the way you I like the way you looped that all in period um let's get into this and this is something that you know we briefly touched on at one point in time shaheem on drink champs this was i honestly thought this was going to be awkward especially at first it seemed like Nori was almost kissing ass a little bit too much to me, like because of his previous comments, like "oh, we know you're the kid," and did it, like, and but they got into a place where I was like, "fuck, this is a good ass interview, bro." Hmm. Okay. What do you you okay. didn't, you, didn't so, you weren't as the first it, Okay.
1: No, 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 no. I didn't watch it yet, and here's why. I know. First off, I'm glad it happened, though. Yeah, I, do, I am glad it happened. I wonder why it happened. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he tried to get Shaheem on before. And Shaheem decided to go there, especially after that, that IG thing he did. Mm -hmm. What, how did that transpire? So I'm intrigued. It's just, I had a, again, I know life happens. I had a busy ass. It was insane. But I am intrigued on why he ended up there and why he decided to say, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do this interview. I'm glad I didn't get ignorant. Um, And I know one of the quotes you said there that we wanted you to know that you were invited, you know, even before the dumb shit and everything. Um, But he was always invited. I know he did want him to get him on there. Mm -hmm. That comment he made before the flunkies thing, um, what did he say? He's always been giving you flowers. He has been giving him his respect. Um, the, the Joe Button thing, right? When he basically said, you
0: know, Wu kind of whooped his ass and everything. Yeah. And then the backstory behind that. So not kind of. Let's just let's let's because like, I, I hate I mean, it when people try to do this PC shit. Wu Tang put them paws on Joe Button. Let's just be kind. There was no kind of whooped his ass. That that motherfucker was holding an ice pack to his jaw. Like, they whooped that motherfucker's ass, bro. Still. Don't fuck with the Wu. But go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the thing. (laughs) We all... And you still
1: bought the album and Killer. The reason... Killer Army and the rest of them lyrically weren't as nice and didn't have the same production. They had mathematics and everything. Mm. But you can't... If they were on their own, they wouldn't have got on on their own because they weren't the Wu. So it did feel like a Wu affiliate, which people didn't respect as much. You had to be a diehard Wu fan to appreciate that. So I understand what Nori was saying. He shouldn't have said it that way but that's just nori's personality um i
0: i, I think i have figured out what nori does bro and and, and, and so th- nori will big up people first to try to get them on right and then he'll say something controversial to them that gets the fan base st- started and then they have to come on to address it. like i truly think that that's what nori does
2: okay okay that sounds
1: fair that sounds fair i'm here to, to give you but he's real about it it's not like he's yeah. gonna back down from it either That's the one thing I do respect about Nori. You're not going to punk him. You know what I mean? He's going to say what he's going to say. He's going to do what he needs to do because he wants to keep this thing alive. You know what? Sometimes you have to make, you have to take a hit to make sure that you get the message out there because a lot of people give him shit that they wouldn't give anybody else. Like we've never got the full story from, from somebody like Cam. Vlad wouldn't have got that. Button wouldn't have got that. And Beanie. Who else can get, who else can get stories like that?
0: I still say that Beanie, Beanie interview. I don't know if it's just because that's the era that I came up in that, that was one of the best hip-hop interviews i've ever seen in my life
1: that the Nas one was cool the Nas one was more of a setup of future ventures kind of thing but yeah the cam one the reason i respect i didn't expect it to be that and cam is candid that's what i like about cam i mean you can't take that away from him he always comes with this is who i am but you're right that beanie the way beanie told his truth man like the way he's he just and the way he processed information let me just recollect um what happened so I can tell you exactly what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And give you that So Even the X one. The X was dope too. But yeah. you're right, that Beanie one was insane, bro. I imagine if Big and Pac was still here, right? Bro, listen.
0: Listen. listen you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. If Big and Pac was still here at this point in time, I believe that Nori would have him him, Big and Pac in the same room drinking. And by the end of it, They'd walk out of that motherfucker, arms wrapped around each other like, I love you, you crazy motherfucker. I thought,
1: I think, I think Nas and them were trying to do that, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying no, that would have been the
0: first time it happened. Like, it would have happened from, since then, but like. But everybody had a good time yeah. smoking
1: and drinking with Nori. Yeah. And that's who Nori is. Like, Uncle, or like, Nori, we're going to drink and talk to him. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's. And it, and it takes somebody who's respected in hip hop to do that, and that's why my problem was with Lord Jamar. Oh yeah, like, you're, you're, you're pro, yeah. You're, like you're, you're trolling right now. You know what I mean? You're trying to get respect. Well, when he wasn't, he wasn't even he wasn't even top three in his like own that.
0: crew. So let's just be, yeah, let's
1: be, people did cool. not respect you like that. So no, but I thought I, I'm going to watch the episode. I, I'm dying to watch this where you know to actually see it. I just needed the time. Like for something like this, it takes it, it, it takes my full attention. Like I can't step back and just hear it. I want to see facial expressions. Yeah. I want to see demeanors. And one thing I do respect about Nori and Ethan, when they have people in that room, and you can feel intensity. Mm-hmm. He says some things, and people looking like, "Yo, this motherfucker might snap off." Like you know, you're mm-hmm. talking to, but you have to think like with Big Tigger and Ghostface. <laughs> Ghostface is gonna whip his ass, but Nori's not that person that you're gonna say like, "I'm gonna whip your ass." Nori's gonna be like, "Ah, right, let's go." Like we here. Yeah. But let's respect the show. He, he earned that respect from those artists. And that's why I respect Nori for that. Big
0: Tigger almost lost his life. Oh, my God. It was hilarious bro, as shit, yo. That <laughs> bro, like, no. if, if you're, if you're, Ghostface is still, I don't give a, like, Ghostface got to be, what, 50 at this point? More? He's probably, he's probably 50, yeah. 50, but 52, 53. To this day, if I was in a the, in the room with Ghostface and I said something and Ghostface looked at me in that manner, I'm leaving, bro. And I'm not a bitch. I'm leaving. Because Ghostface is, he'll stab your ass. And then there'll be 50 niggas waiting outside for I ain't got time for this shit, bro. Here's what I know. I met Ghostface once,
1: right? Actually, I told you, I, my band opened up for him, right? Yeah. I met him once. He's cool as shit. Ghostface has the demeanor, you know, he's just an angry, angry <laughs> person. He's like, anything can set him off. The reason they aren't as big because of what he did with Hot 97, that whole comment, he was like, yo, fuck Hot 97. And that's what got his airplay cut. But Ghost is that dude who's just an angry, angry dude. And if you push him the wrong way, shit might pop off. He don't care who you are. You can see that. You know people who's real about their shit. This is why other artists like Jada and the rest of them respect him. And again, I always go down to this line. Like, think about the rappers or the artists that these dudes respect. You know what I mean? Like who the the people who don't have the same fame, credibility. Like, Ghost didn't care about Jay. Ghost respected Nob. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no big, no, I respect this. And it takes a lot for you to earn somebody's respect like that. And Beanie, when Beanie said, when, Jay, when Big Bro told me to calm down, I don't listen to no niggas like that, but I listen to him. That tells you how the, the gravitas of artists like that. I, you just got to respect that. So, yeah, I'm dying if, if Ghosts would have choked ticket and it was nobody in there. <laughs> Thank God you're here. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Ask her. Move it ask, on. Ask him.
0: <laughs> Move it on. We got three new tracks that we need to talk about before we get the fuck up out of here today. First up, uh Amini. Look who joined us. Mary's in the building. Miss
2: Almonte. <laughs> What's going on? I just I decided to show up. Okay. Well, we appreciate <laughs> That's you. What we know you've you with <laughs> <of> some shit. <laughs> like uh, bosses curiosity. do did bosses, bosses the, um, do
0: boss like things. That's what the fuck happened. Did you did you see the the um the
1: Nori episode? Which yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, come on oh, now, you
2: know, Mary. What did what, you, you think? I did. Because Staten Island, you know, have to support. It's I inside. mean, listen, Shaheen dropped some real gems of some stories, though. I don't know.
1: I didn't see the whole thing, I didn't see the, oh. I didn't see it yet. No, but we were talking about the fact that the respect that you know was earned, why he did that. I was intrigued why he chose to do it, you know what I mean. Well, you're excited. You guys talk about it. I'm going to watch it anyway.
0: Yeah, I said what I had to say, but it was it was a great interview to see. But go ahead, Mary. What we're, we're, were all your thoughts and feelings on it?
2: No, it was great. I felt like, first of all, the fact that they literally were beefing with each other a matter of weeks ago and <laughs> were able to, like, come full circle from that and actually sit down and, have you know, like, I, I thought that was growth for the culture, honestly. Um, because, you know, in a different time that would have resulted in <laughs> bloodshed and <laughs> gunshots. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I actually feel like Shaheem's story is actually inspirational. Um and a lot of people don't really know it. And it, it was a, it's not just a tale of like addiction and perseverance with that, but it also is a tale that a lot of people know of but don't talk about enough um how much pressure it is when you're a child star you know what i mean like i know he wasn't so mainstream but in hip hop for the culture he was one of the only kids doing it at the time that he was um and to really hear the story of that like again i know i guess you didn't see the whole thing marky but his sorry His, um, his mom basically was a fiend. And so, you know, he, that obviously that kind of put him on a trajectory, but as a result of like not having anyone at home that really was checking for him, that's how he wound up like in the streets and kind of meeting all the people that ended up putting him on, but also sort of led to like his later on, like addiction down the road. So I don't know. I really felt like Everyone should check that out because it was, was fire. Yeah, and Damn. finding out that he, like, what did he say? He got signed for the first time at 12 years old. That shit's crazy. Yeah, and he was nine. He was nine, nine, nine okay, yeah. He started yeah. Remember yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that really was crazy. I mm-hmm. actually we went back and listened to that album. All right. Yeah, and then he also told a really funny story of how uh, when his tape was first played, um, and I forgot who it was, it was a Wu affiliate, I think, that was like getting their own deal. Um, the record label execs thought that he was a girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did tell this story. It's crazy. crazy. No, nah, like he was young as shit, though. You know,
2: right? His he, voice, did one goes through puberty yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, he he came out when um this was right around Criss Cross and the youngsters and all that. Mm-hmm. And Wu had their Wu had their like, but he had lyrics. He had bars, though. That's the thing. It wasn't like he was just we're gonna prop him up and put him on a stage. Like, dude, got skills. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it.
2: Right. Yeah, well he just dropped a, a single with Ghostface. I think it was called it's called Methadone Music. And he also dropped a podcast um to kind of talk about addiction. So I actually out. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. huge. Yeah.
2: yeah. Moving on, new music, Amina,
0: Charmander. Did you, Mary, did you get a chance so to listen to? So can I it?
2: start by saying I'm very sad I didn't hear this because I'm an Amine fan. For real, for real. It's a it's a solid so, track.
0: Like it's it's not it's it's not my favorite track, of his or anything like that. But it it's for he's been gone for a minute to come back with something like this. The video's dope. The video's dope. So, uh, the song is. Can song I also cool.
2: just say that I'm very sad. Like I was expecting to see him on Insecure <laughs> when it came back, and I was sad that that didn't. Uh, Maybe we'll see him still. I don't
0: know. You but You never know. It's the last season. Everybody may come back. Marquis, what did you think yeah. about the track?
2: It's it's funny.
1: Um. I'm finding more and more that everybody is realizing you don't have friends. Motherfuckers want to be alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you don't want to be around the fake shit. You, and, and he said something about it. Like, I don't need people's energy around me. Like I need to be on the island because this negative shit, I can't take it. And at that age, are you figuring that out? That's some real, some real shit. I mean, we're going through that now. Like we don't need the fake energy. We don't need that nonsense. And I think like Tupac said, what he said, the more friends you have, you have too many friends, you're lying to yourself. Like, no one has that many friends. Those aren't real because everybody wants something from you. You have a few friends that you would consider friends because those are real to you. And I think this generation, I'm starting to hear a lot more about it. Like, even my son, he he writes shit. And a lot of his is about, you know, being alone, being by himself, and just needing time to think, concentrate, and focus, because you got to be away from these fake people. That's some real shit. I thought the outro the track was dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Amines, mean, he's one of the artists that have grown on me over time um, as I listen to his music more. Um, so I'm excited for like whatever project he drops or whatever. But this is this. It, it's, a, it's a solid song. That's what I'll say. It's solid. It gets it, a thumbs up for me.
1: It was masked by cute Pokemon, almost Asian, Japanese. It was camouflaged, mm. but there was something in it. That's why I was like, this is intriguing. Why am I listening to this shit? Like, I really don't want to go to J- Japan right now. And then it was like he was actually spitting. Then he was flowing i like, wait, there's some content here. And then I started listening. So for me, it's really hard for me to pay attention to people's lyrics right away. Because if I do, I can't focus on the beat anymore. I, I immediately lose it. I don't even want to hear your shit if your shit is just trash. If you're not saying anything. But if he was saying something, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty decent. Like, he has a message. The song's about something. So I appreciated it.
0: All right. Next track up we got is Adele. Easy on me. So I'm going to ask a
1: question. Are we only including her because she's fucking Rich Paul? Because normally, we don't include, you know, she's fucking a black dude, so now, like, black by No, I mean,
0: I, no, we, we I think before, we've re, we reviewed Adele before. I just like Adele's music, so I put her on.
2: It's the same song 30 times over. And so, I it's have just agree, different melody. I have to yeah. agree with Marquis there. Like, yeah. it's great, yes. Yeah. There's nothing at all bad to say about it. I mean, vocally, she's amazing. But it is, like, the same tone and the same subject matter even so now we need to you know you think at this point at this negative. point
0: it's it's we know dale has a powerful ass voice we know she can sing we know she has a beautiful voice at that but do we want to see her try new things as an artist is that what it is she's going she back can. to the same well you, so you don't she think can. she has the versatility
1: No, no 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 because number one
0: she can't
1: control her voice okay live mm. so she doesn't have the range for it and I can't, I have to say she's that one trick pony that people identify with that same story. Cause you're talking about a nigga from three relationships ago. Same story. <laughs> We're hearing it again. Hey, you know what? Ride it out. Fuck it. Mm. I, I honestly thought this album was going to be a little bit different. Cause now she got that dark meat. It was going to be a little darker personally, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> what the hell do I know? <laughs> I'm just a shot nigga with a nice wall. <laughs> what you think,
0: him? <laughs>
2: same thing I, I, I mean i went yeah i thought yeah. i went first see, yeah yeah it, it, she
0: basically said her point. so basically yeah. what we're saying is that until adele drops um an album produced by scott Storch, we don't want to hear no more look,
1: look we here for it we here for it it's just yeah uh, do we expect anything else mm.
0: fair enough fair enough
1: again yeah you know now i uh, still i I, w- I was wondering why we got here because you know an artist yeah, I'm
0: sorry. And uh, moved on the artist from last year that I think album surprised all of us and Baylor suggested. it. Snow Allegra dropped a new song called yeah. Neon Peach with Tyler the Creator. Did you guys get to listen to this one? This is the I shit. I a video too. I haven't that's seen the video. Album from July. Really? Yeah, that's not that's not an album. That's not a new song. They she just dropped that as a single. That's on the same album. Well, fuck it that. In July. She's fucking amazing. was Tyler Creator on the original though? Yes. I think it's
2: the visual that really dropped. Uh, okay,
0: that's what dropped. Yeah, like I said, she dropped a
1: single for this song, but the album's been out. So the one thing, I love Tyler, the creator. I do. I, I, I Honestly, I love him as an artist. He's one of those artists I never want to meet, though. Like, he's that dude that stay. let me just admire you from afar, because I appreciate your music. I don't want to meet him. Like, it's that, not not weirdness, it's just, I don't, your 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 heroes are, you know, close up close up are I forgot how what the, the what the the phrase is, but close up, I wanna keep it apart. I wanna admire your music. I just wanna uh, keep appreciate it from here. I don't wanna meet him, but I do appreciate his music. I mean his yeah, song is dope. Go ahead.
0: Tyler Creator is a dope ass artist in general. These both are two dope ass artists. No Allegra is like hot fucking bananas. She's amazing. Um but yeah. It, it's crazy you say you wouldn't want to meet Tyler the Creator though. No. <laughs> no.
1: Okay. I do want to meet, I want to meet the RZA, especially, at the, I want to pick his brain, like, I need to pick his brain, I picked up the book, where the first page, I got it, uh, Raul, based on your recommendation, here we go, right here, um, I picked up the first page, and got interrupted rudely, I haven't been able to pick it back up, but I'm dying to finish it, yeah, Damn. he's somebody I want to meet, he's somebody I want to meet, Nas, I want to pick his brain, like, certain people I want to pick their brain, because not, not just where they are, just to know how they think, how they how calculated they are but no i don't want to be tyler love your music i like to be your t that'd be fun <laughs> how does it feel to take a big ass shit on a nigga
0: <laughs> twice you need to know twice twice Twice. <laughs> exodus and snip, snip, Ex- snip. yeah like come on story about it on yeah i didn't know bro i listened you know, i listened listen to nobody exodus can, nobody... randomly in the car the other day like i don't know what may possess me to put it on and i'm just like this motherfucker is a prophet if you notice, everything he said in that album that would happen to Lil Wayne happened eight years later. That motherfucker was a prophet. And that was a prophecy. That's what that was. Killshot
1: or story added on out of curiosity?
0: Lyrically, Killshot. Because what he did lyrically in that is so bananas. But as a song, story added on. But how, how, how does he not get his respect for what he did on kill because Shot? Because people can't see past. People are so... Caught up with flows nowadays, and I and I get it. I don't feel like Eminem that was the best flow for Eminem to go with on that track either. But when you break it down and look at the lyricism and what he was talking about in it, it was it was dope. Eminem spit eight different flows in that song. You're right, and eight. I and I didn't agree like, with any of them on that track. The flows, really? I did not. And this is and this is coming. You know, I'm a big Eminem fan like you. I'm I'm a Eminem apologist, but the the do you, do you know what you got go, go ahead. The flows on Kill Shot to me just let me not say they weren't bad, right? Let me let me. They didn't match with the veracity of what he was saying. That shit was vicious, but he said it in such a such a laid back manner that I think people missed it because it's like you're coming at this motherfucker's neck, but you you're like he, but you're chilling. Like, did you even stand up when you rap these bars? No, and that's the thing. It's more like you aren't even worth it.
1: See, here, here's here's why. And if I didn't study music the way I did and tones and everything the way, if you, if you didn't even hear his lyrics and you just played the music, because it was a really simple piano and the way it was going, it was the, way, the way it was flowing. And if you just, if he had a reference track, track, track and you listen to it, it would sound fucking beautiful. It was music. Mm-hmm. The way he spit that song, like you, if you don't listen to the lyrics, you don't listen to the point of it. He basically is speaking in a way around this track and he's dancing around it so well. It's fucking beautiful. That's why it's, it's a magnificent flow. But then when you listen to the lyrics, like how boring you are to me, like I had to wake up late every day eight. It is, you see what I'm saying? Like he's basically telling you that's why I'm I'm slowing my shit down. Like you're not even worth it. I should I'm just be gonna honored switch by switch my together.
0: lateness. is basically what he like, said seriously. on the track. He pulled a Lauren Hill. <laughs> Word. But yeah. So. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> my we just Completely. But hijacked that. I don't even remember. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, story added on was just I didn't expect that from Pusha.
0: Listen, I, didn't. I expected Pusha to to have a dope diss track, but i I was on the drive to St. Louis when that dropped. Like literally, I was this six hour drive, and I remember I had been arguing with people on Twitter about like the whole beef or whatever. They're like push; it's over for pushing. I'm just like, just wait for what he d- what he does. And somebody DM me, and they were like, well, how do you feel now that you were proven right and that Pusher just killed Drake? And I was like, what? What happened? He dropped it because I was on the road, so I didn't know. Boy, when I push play on that shit, listen here. I damn near had to pull over on the side of the road, bro. Because I had to get these tweets off afterwards. <laughs> That's how I felt. Because that shit was... That was a moment of the culture I will never forget. Never.
1: I, myself, felt flashbacks of the first time I heard Etha. I knew you were going to go there. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm so proud of you, Pusha. <laughs> I'm so proud. It was amazing. You're right. Lyrically, it wasn't masterful or creative. But he went straight for the jugular. Yeah, That's the difference. There was no, no need to just spit line for line and metaphor now i'm going for you yeah I just, <laughs> you, let me get this off about it
0: and then the and then the fact that he ended it with that it was going to be a surgical summer and that we didn't get the rest of that because if that was the first step in what he had planned in case drake responded just imagine what the rest of the tracks would have been like i need to know who else knows about the surgical summer
1: because <laughs> i need to know that surgical summer oh my god Please, Drake,
0: please just say one more
1: thing (laughs) (laughs) so we can make it a really, really cold winter. I just need a really, really cold winter. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay.
0: All right, moving on. Let's get Mary back in here. Uh, Before we end today, uh, because we're not going to go over everything just because we don't have the full crew, and we're going to save Wu-Tang since it's the season finale anyway. Insecure, the premiere of Insecure. Has anybody taken more L's in life than Lawrence? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, are you kidding? Lawrence <laughs> kind of brought that upon himself. Are we serious? Yeah, yeah, come on. I hate when people try to No, he are he had he had s- because because he had sex with his girlfriend at the time unprotected? Come on. I mean, but then he's expecting said to ride out with that? Like, come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, has bad. anybody taken more L's than us? Because we had to wait that whole episode to find out what the fuck.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that was that culture. was annoying.
2: She, she, yeah, yeah. I mean, writing
0: wise, it makes sense because you know that's what everybody is waiting for—that you want to like hang on to it as long as you can. I can see halfway through the episode giving it to us, but the whole fucking
2: episode—come on, man! That—that that was a and troll job. Not even a conversation ensued. It yeah. was just like, "So I've been doing some thinking." Okay, mm, bye. Like what? <laughs> but I guess what's understood does not need to be explained. I don't know, but that was. And then, how about everybody? Uh, So here's the deal, and I love Insecure, very sad that it's ending, so I'll disclaim with that, Um, but I feel like this wasn't the best first episode, honestly. Like, I could have been spared their visit back at Stanford. (laughs) Like, okay, and then, I mean, and listen, I get it. I do get what they're setting us up for, but still. Um, And then everyone coming for uh, Amanda Seals now, because she was perpetrating being an AKA, like what's going on with that?
1: (laughs) Oh my God, two things. They should do what the Wu does and drop three episodes because every insecure first episode is really never. It's never, I was going to say that
0: too. I can't think of a premiere of insecure that I love the the premiere of, but go ahead. Yeah, It's always a
1: setup. They should do the insecure thing. If
0: you motherfuckers are really
1: picking a fight for this, this is what's wrong with us. <laughs> we can't focus on what we're doing politically. We can't focus on things that actually matter what's going on with the country. But we can focus on why she's perpetrating the wrong chapter. All right, this is like the dude who had a problem with the dude on Power. Like nigga, you sold. You know what I mean? Like on on the elevator. I don't even. Mean, I didn't even watch Power at the time, but I knew this dude was mad at his character because something happened in the episode and he flipped out on on, on in an elevator. Like, come on, bro. You're going to be mad at this shit and this other shit you should be mad at? Like, my stocks are low because you motherfuckers want Trump's stock to grow because of his social media. That's what you should be mad at. I'm sorry. I took a loss on that one. But, you know, get mad at the right things. If
2: that shit ain't making you money, what you mad at? Now, Issa has well, teased. I, I don't know. I, I will say what I know of AKAs and most sororities and fraternities, especially the black ones, is that they're very, very precious and protective of their brand. And, and I'm not, not happy that. that at all. So, oh, somebody signed
1: off on that for them to do that, though. They
2: well, know. right. So And that is true. They should be directing their anger at the writers and director th- and not at the actress who, but I think just, so there's that.
0: (laughs) Issa has been teased a few times at an Insecure spinoff, nothing firm or anything like that. If you had to pick one Insecure character to get a spinoff, who is it going to be?
2: Kelly, of course. I mean that's the easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's you the are. only one that's genuinely funny and not in an awkward way yeah, funny. Yeah. Like she's truly funny. Yeah, she's real. Um, do you think she's real. do
0: you think she can carry a show though or depend on how they fill out the rest of the cast? That's what it is. It has okay. to
1: be the rest of the cast. Yes. Absolutely. Because but my, my thing is like, is that Kelly is reactionary
0: like, funny, but like I think that that would wear thin if it if she's just the focus of a show. Like I I can see maybe one season of a Kelly show, but like if you have multiple seasons planned, I don't I I just don't see that working.
2: I feel like her podcast setup is a setup for a spinoff, possibly, or I could see that being one. Um, I also could see Lawrence and his boy having their Mm -hmm. own show, too. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen him enough. Like, where'd he go? He was truly funny, too. Like, yeah. yeah. I like Lawrence,
1: though. I am Team Lawrence.
2: I like Lawrence, but Lawrence is stupid and it annoys me. So. First of all, his ass caught an STD. Then gets a bitch pregnant right after. What were you? What are you doing, Lawrence? Like you're. <laughs> yeah, I nigga, mean, wrap it up. Like exactly I agree with that. Like this is kind of wild. You're having
1: threesomes with white chicks you just met, and yeah, wrap that shit right. up, bro. Like, like his on. whole
2: phase really made me dislike him. But but listen, like. I definitely did sympathize with Lauren and in, Lawrence in, se- in the first season because I did feel like Issa, like, even though he was a bum, he was still like a good dude. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, like, <laughs> I did feel like Issa kind of did him dirty, you know, did, but then did. he really just didn't react well to that at all. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Motivation is a bitch. You know, you get motivation from places where, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm waiting to see if Condola is going to... Like, what's about to happen with that? She's probably going to miscarriage something. That would be terrible. <laughs> I There's, really that's not where there, they're there going to be. <laughs> be. There
1: has to be a climatic something happen where they, they're they going to get married. Eason, and, and, and they're going to find a way back to each other. They're setting up for that. I told you that a long time ago. I told you that from season one. They're going to get married. It has
0: to end that way. What, like, let me not did. say... Because they they, they they've foreshadow. thrown they've thrown lefts before with insecure, and so Issa's very smart. So maybe she doesn't end it the way that a traditional show would end, and something happens differently. So
2: well, I did see in the previews that Nathan reappears. Yeah. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Although he pissed me off too when he ghosted her, and then was like, "I was having mental health issues." All right, bro. So. You could let somebody know that. These days, you don't even have to speak to someone. Send a text. That's not not always the way mental health
0: works, though. But, yeah, I mean.
2: But then you just reappear.
0: That that is the problematic part. That I can understand. Schizophrenia or bipolar
1: disorder. That is, yeah. Yeah. It's not right. It's not right. I'm not excusing it. You do have to. If you have somebody you care about, you got to let niggas know. So, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. She didn't. I really hope she doesn't look in the past because too many. It was like one loser after the other, but yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. But that's it. That's another episode of the Breaks Radio. Uh, Mary, go give me social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. What is it?
2: I have to think about it. I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. You can follow at Young Urban Moms. Hopefully you're already following Rock the Bells. And yep, that's it. All right. And
0: you can follow up. Oh, no, go ahead, Marquis. I know you don't like giving your social media, so it's pardon jokes. Oh, it's just... Or- M and them. M and them. You've changed it again? M and them. It's Not M, M and them. <laughs> you can follow and me they... at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and this week, we out this bitch. Peace. Be
2: great. This has been a presentation of The Breaks, Breaks. Media.